wanted to, yes. Would I steer him that way? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I just don't like the reports that I see coming out having to do with football. I mean, it's a dangerous sport. I got a lot of headlines for some reason, Trump saying that yesterday. Uh, he was asked if he would let Barron play football. And he said, that's a tough one. Probably not, which was the answer. Which it is. I don't want my kids to play football. If they really, really wanted to, I suppose I'd let them, but I'm not sure I would. <laughs> um, I don't want, I'd rather they don't. Right, right. You know, it's interesting because Trump's such a huge football fan. He Wasn't he an owner in the yeah. AFL or, yeah. or one of your... Uh, uh, one of your alternate leagues, and he tried to... USFL, maybe? Yeah, that was it, yeah. And he tried to be part owner of an NFL team, and the NFL rejected him and everything. So, yeah, he's a huge football fan, but yeah, there's no denying the science. I wonder how long it lasts. Well, youth football, and we talked about this briefly, I think it was last week, it's already, they can't get insurance. How could you? The number of providers is shrinking down to nearly zero. Um. Yeah, I mean... Uh, from the insurance company's point of view, most of that's about immediate problems, injuries, liability, blah, blah, blah. But once the science gets solid enough that 40 years later, people are playing, are, are suing local town uh, peewee football because grandpa, you know, has serious neurological problems. And last time he played football was as a 12-year-old. Forget it. It's over. It's over. But, you know. We're a, we're a soft, comfortable, affluent society, so we don't have to breed generations of tough guys who are who are ready to fight and die and turn back the Nazis. Do you think we should you. be ignoring the science of uh, bashing your head over and over? You know, as I often say, if I'd meant to say that, I'd have gone ahead and done it. No, that's just it's it's where we are as a society. I don't think there's any. It's like you know, a population of an animal flourishes and gets bigger and bigger until. You know, all the lions realize, wow, there's a lot of antelopes over there. Or disease gets them, or inbreeding or something. And then the population goes down again until it hits a low point, then they start breeding again. I just think that's the way it is with societies. I'm not sure there's any doing anything about it. We're comfortable, we're soft, we're successful. So we're acting like a comfortable, soft, successful person. And now we're ordering fine wines and, uh, and 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 getting bigger TVs. Why is soft and comfortable and successful? I don't think it's soft at all to decide not to want to play football. I don't think there's any soft involved in it whatsoever. No, I'm talking it's about just societally speaking. Well, all the guys saying, why don't they put a, a skirt on these guys? That used to be 90% of football fans. Now it's like 25. I just think... as soci- I agree we're a softer society. Right. I just don't think it has anything to do with the recognizing the science of repetitive brain hitting, which we didn't know before. Right, right. I just, I'm thinking about your really tough, hard scrabble societies right now. They don't care about that stuff. They're not thinking about it. We kind of have the luxury of it. I, I agree what you're talking about is a brand new, uh, you know, factor in the equation, the brain injury thing. Is there anybody else in the world playing a sport that does the sort of damage to your brain that this one does? I don't think anybody is. Rugby has some head injury stuff, obviously. And, and but the repetitive bang, 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 which we now know is the... Heading the ball in soccer is bad for you, but it's not on a scale like Yeah, football. you don't do it every 30 seconds for three hours and like they, they do in the NFL. let little kids head the ball. Whereas in football, on the line, you bounce your head against people over and over again. And for the umpteenth time, the concussions are a problem, but it's the shaking your brain over and over and over again, you know, 30, 50, 70 times a game that really causes problems. I feel like hockey would be a candidate for this as well. Could but, be. but again, those Could be. But the, 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 the things collisions. in hockey, they, they are the outside the realm of the norm. The problem with football is that it is 
caked in to the to the existence of the game these micro tiny concussions right. that I don't see a way that you can make rules to get rid of. Yeah, it, exactly. It's the whole structure of right. the game. You yeah. you can do things about checking into the boards or you can <laughs> you yeah, can Yeah, but make, I played hockey for years and years, Sean. You might get banged around if it's a particularly rough game half a dozen times. Right. If you're an NFL lineman, you get your head banged into half a dozen times in the first half a dozen plays. Yeah. It's over and, and over and over all again. through practices. R- right, which is why the Players Association won't let them have full contact practices anymore. Just, which is how you get a boring game! Just reminded me of the, the the part of that Peyton Manning commercial that I thought was so funny is when he he gets all worked up and he tries to calm himself down. <laughs> I'm on two. Hike. Okay. Omaha. Omaha. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's the, pretty funny. Adam Levine was shirtless. That was something, wasn't it? Oh, he's awfully fit, isn't he? The young man with his innocuous and harmless pop music. I didn't know he could play the guitar like I he didn't does. either. That was I news heard to one me. reviewer say, reminding us that uh, his rock band used to a rock and b be a band. I thought that was cool. I didn't know he was uh, had the lead guitar chops. So that's yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Um, I don't think you need to take your shirt off. Maybe that makes me like a prude, or I'm from a throwback era or something. Like you should leave your shirt on. I don't know. Come on now. It's this thing. Takes his shirt off. If I'm at a party and somebody takes their shirt off, Super Bowl party, dude, put your shirt on. <laughs> Even if he's built like that, what are you doing? What are you That's th- weird. You idiot. This is my living room. And put on a, your clothing. And it's the same audience at the party as sure. it's coming through the TV screen. But he's a performer. It's putting on a show, Jack, a spectacle. Mm. There will never be. Here's my prediction. Here's your Joe Getty daily prediction. There will never be a successful halftime show at the Super Bowl. For the rest of my life, and I'm hoping I don't die today. Um, it's now it's become an impossibility. What do you mean by successful? Like half the country or more liked it? That overall pleasing. I don't Unless think that's they happened. go with dogs catching frisbees. Yes, that's something like that. You could get uh, majority approval of something like that. I mean, I, I could. It'd be like a variety show. You put me in charge of the Super Bowl, and I'm offering my services right now. We're going to open with dogs catching frisbees. It's going to go on for like three minutes. Boom. Ow, 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 Just ow. when your your delight has that was, started. That was Hillary. Can she catch a frisbee? <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> now the governor of Virginia can moonwalk. Let's see if Hillary can <laughs> catch a frisbee. So you got three minutes of dogs catching frisbees. Then the minute your delight starts to wane by even a second, bango into the pig races. And we'll have pigs race 100 yards. You ever been to that at the state fair? It's hilarious. How are we going to keep the dogs from chasing the pigs around? <laughs> well, if they do, even better. <laughs> and then the moment the pigs hit the finish line and you lift up Squealer, he's the champion. Over there in the spotlight, you got a couple of guys in the big inflatable suits doing the sumo wrestling <laughs> thing. And, and it would just be, it'll be a cavalcade. Mm, sounds like uh, fat shaming. And then like, finally at the end, dwarf tossing. <laughs> That'd be controversial. <laughs> so I it'll be a cavalcade of like halftime college minor league baseball NBA game entertainment. I kept thinking because they kept they they kept advertising this new show that they're trying to get going right that like talent show that's right. got James Corden the host. Yeah, I kept seeing thinking all those things they're showing would be more entertaining. I thought the same that thing. That woman tying herself into knots which yeah. just does yeah. she have no spine? How does right. she end up with her b- b- hey butt face? How does she end up with her butt on top of her but face? Her face. <laughs> But her face is next to her butt. But her, and then did you see the ad where the, with the hypno dog? Yes. But there's a dog that hypnotizes people. That's disturbing. Hypnotized Drew Barrymore and made her fall asleep. Yeah, Have that. that during the halftime. 
So, listen, you know, it's funny, because Positive Sean and I both happened to attend a National Basketball Association contest, and at uh, between uh, quarters, I think it was, they had a dude do the, can you make a layup, and then a free throw, then a top of the key shot, and then a half-court shot, and dude, as time elapsed on like his fifth try, actually made the half-court shot, the place went crazy, everybody, everybody was watching, everybody was riveted, Everybody went crazy. Don't make it today's latest. Well, today's. It, ten years ago's latest soft rock sensation and a couple of rappers for, you know, you know, the folks who swing that way. Forget it. That is so done, so played. Dogs catching frisbees. <laughs> you heard it here I'm first. I'm telling you, I would. I, hey, down, down, Hillary. I would be hailed for designing that. America would be delighted. Instead, we'll get freaking, I don't know. We'll get Mariah Carey. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with Maroon 5. That's no. that's as good as that sort of thing gets. Sure. The fact that there's nothing wrong with them is exactly what is wrong, Jack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I tell you what. In spite of the mostly manufactured snark, anything that nobody will dislike is probably not worth doing. It's just, ugh. I'm surprised they plate spinner. That's amazing. How do they keep those plates up there? I'm surprised anybody takes the job. You don't get any money for it. It's just exposure. Did Maroon Five need exposure? Is already they've already got their audience. Right. Thankless task. Yeah. Why would you want to bring this hate upon yourself? Unless is he single now? Was that just an opportunity to show how ripped he is? I assume so. Yeah. Just putting the signal out. That could be it. And then to guys jousting on donkeys. Perfect. Lasts about 45 seconds, boom, then you get the next thing. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. You mean bubbly. No, I mean buble. You're Michael Buble. That's a bubbly. She's right, Michael Buble. It's pronounced buble. I know, thanks. Dave. Can I have your autograph, Mr. Bubbly? It's buble. Buble. It's bubbly. Sparkling water. Crack a smile. There you go. Michael. Don't do that. Well acted. Funny. Self-deprecating. What's not to like? What's not to like? One final note. I think here's the kicker. I shouldn't give this stuff away, but my brain it just bursts with ideas. <laughs> so the Joe, wow. the Joe Getty wow. halftime show, which is already the most entertaining halftime show in the last twenty years. Uh, I'm gonna have dogs catching frisbees. We're gonna have jousters. We're gonna have guys in the big sumo suits. We're gonna have uh, what else did I say? It doesn't matter. Here's here's your capper. Here's your capper. For $10,000, five drunk guys are going to try to kick a field goal. 
That'd be pretty you good. ever seen drunk guys try to kick a field goal? It'd be entertaining. It's funny. And America would hang on it. You'd have to see if one of them would make it. I'm telling you, it'd be compelling as hell. Roger Goodell, I'm talking to you. First of all, thanks for listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Roger. Secondly, I'm your man. A couple of Washington Post notes for you. First of all, this headline from the weekend. I haven't been counting, but I think this is the 20th time they've had roughly this headline since Trump got elected. Oh, boy. I already know what it is. A, water, a watershed moment. Trump faces crossroads amid mounting threats on all sides. That sort of headline, they run weekly in the Washington Post and act like he's under assault and the presidency is crumbling and all these different things. Alternating with what various high-level persons about to leave. And then they have all kinds of different quotes from a highly placed insider who would not give their name, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, But also from the Washington Post, they had a commercial run during the Super Bowl yesterday, and a number of people wondered why, um, during this ad, when our nation was attacked... Instead of showing 9-11, they showed the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. Which is It was an ad if you didn't see it all about how important journalism is and which how is brave journalists are and how important information is to true. a free society. All un- undeniable. But <clears throat> why did they go with when our nation was attacked and not 9-11 and the Oklahoma City thing? Because they're pushing the right-wing, right-wing wacko. Is a, the, dan- the biggest danger to America thing. Right. They w- did not want to imply fundamentalist Islam is a problem. They wanted, you know, uh, wackadoo white guys to be in the focus. It, it's an odd choice, um, you know, for a whole lot of reasons. But it's it was... not surprising to me that the WAPO would do that. Like an anti-right-wing thing. In that very same commercial, Brett Baer is featured as doing a report and kind of the... That was an effort to be even-handed, and I yeah. thought it was nice. They showed a bunch of uh, broadcast journalists, including Brett Baer of Fox, who, by the way, is... is uh, uh, unimpeachable as a journalist, he's just terrific. Um, no matter who he works for, or doesn't work for. But yeah, that was that was an interesting move, and you know the whole democracy dies in darkness thing, a little self-serving. Uh, a couple of m- big stories happened over the weekend. First major defection by a military guy there in Venezuela. Oh, really? Yeah. The uh, Air Force general, the head of the Air Force, became the first high-ranking official to defect. Where is he? And say that he is with the new guy. Okay. I'd imagine he's in hiding. Um, South American dictators don't take kindly to uh, you switching sides. In a YouTube video posted Saturday, General Yanez claimed that 90% of the armed forces are against Maduro. So that's the, once, the, once the military goes, then it's really over for that right. guy. Well, yeah, that's, that's everything for a guy like him. Interesting. So one of them has fallen. Out loud. He's, yeah. And he's saying behind the scenes it's 90%. So Interesting. We'll see. That's huge. That is huge. Oh, I, I knew I had one more WAPO thing to say. I just couldn't bring all the details to mind. But Steve Hayes, formerly of the Weekly Standard, when the Weekly Standard existed, um, tweeted quite appropriately um, the Washington Post big story about the uh, infanticide uh, governor thing and and the that legislator um asian american woman whose name i don't recall um talking about her bill and what would be okay under her bill the lead in the washington post was the republican reaction to it that that was the story republicans go wild over and as steve point as steve hayes pointed out this is why people don't trust the mainstream media the story isn't the republican reaction to the bill the story is the bill which is, you know, might seem like a minor distinction to you, but it's a big distinction. They only used the bill as fodder for look at the Republicans, which is an insane way to look at it. 
So, you know, democracy does die in darkness, actually. They're right, but I don't know. New York, Get a little worn out. New York Times with a piece. In the pale of winter, Trump's tan remains a state secret. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. The White House insists that good genes and clear powder are behind President Trump's globe. Mysteries about his grooming routine abound. He and fake the, bakes. It's of course clear, right? he does. Of course he does. Because uh, Does he spend enough time in Florida to keep up his tan these days? I mean, because trust me, if you play even a medium amount of golf, you have a very tan face. He has the particular look, though, with the little white eye thing yeah. of somebody who fake bakes and wears the goggles. Yeah. So, which is fine. It's odd for a guy who's 72, but, you know, it's not a crime. It's just funny that he, he or his people don't say, yeah, he he tans occasionally to, because he feels like he looks better. I mean, what, a comedian's going to make a joke for about 30 mm, seconds? For a lot of the working class part of the country that support him, uh, people who uh, use tanning beds, not exactly. Uh, 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 not exactly I'll your kind of guy. You, I'll grant you that's a point. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Sixpack doesn't spend a lot of time in the tanning bed. <laughs> no, and kind of mocks people who do. Mm. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Al Trump gearing up for what could be a contentious State of the Union. We Guaranteed. Have, we have got a new chapter in the El Chapo trial. And, yeah, yeah, I was about to bring that up. And the latest on the Gladys Knight Super Bowl anthem controversy. Another <laughs> twist coming up. Oh, I thought, boy. I thought it was interesting. The, the prosecution for El Chapo, just in case you were starting to feel like he's kind of a cool Tony Soprano type, type let us drop this bomb on you of what kind of guy we're actually dealing with here. At the very end of the trial. I thought that was interesting. That's on the way next. Subhuman. Yeah, if you haven't heard it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, boy, the snark about the halftime show in poor Maroon 5 is just so un- unfair. Um, music for the Walgreens crowd. But it's it's the concept of the halftime show. It's not the particular act. Maroon 5 was fine within the concept. That's what we're saying. Joe's got the idea of the frisbee catching dogs or whatever. I think you have the national marching band competition finalists. Mm-hmm. Do their thing. That would be cool. We'd be way better than that. But yep. But somebody texted, hope all you want for something different, but next year is going to be Paul Abdul and Aerosmith. You just know it. Oh, boy. That is the sort of thing you oh, get. Oh, boy. Whatever. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Al, President Trump is getting ready to deliver the annual State of the Union address tomorrow night. Big speech to Congress. The nation will happen in the U.S. House chamber. Now, during a CBS interview... He was hinting at breaking some big news during the so too, possibly about North Korea. And during that interview, when he was asked by CBS Margaret Brennan if he was worried about Democrats' new leverage in the House. Are you prepared for an attempt to impeach you? Uh, The only way they can win, because they can't win the election, is to bring out the artificial way of impeachment. And the problem is you can't impeach somebody for doing the best job of any president in the history of our country for the first two years. Wow, that's a statement. quite an achievement. Uh, he might be right about the impeachment problem. Yeah, what are you though. laughing at, laughing boy? Uh, his syntax in general. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Post had an article: Can impeachment appear legitimate in a hyperpartisan universe? And I, you know, if we have impeachment, if it goes that route, it's going to look a lot different than the Clinton impeachment did. Oh yeah, because you're going to have half the country that doesn't agree with it at all. 
um, or or would accept the result. So you've got that angle of it, which It'll is kind of interesting. It'll be rejected on its face. I mean, the the Democrats would try to act like uh, neutral arbiters, uh, you know, just lovers of America who just want what's best for the country. But they'd be like if the, the referee last night had, you know, decreed publicly, I despise Tom Brady. I can't even look at him. I hate him. I mean, every call he makes. I wonder. Be suspect. If tomorrow night is going to be a watershed moment for the State of the Union address. I hope that it's not. And strategists, some strategists on the Democrat side say, look, let's just let him go in there, give his speech, and leave. We're, we've got a winning hand right here. Democrats believe that. Right. We've got a winning hand. Mm-hmm. We're on the upswing. We're on the ascendancies on the descendants. Why would we want to interrupt that? Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if everybody in Nancy Pelosi's uh, side of the aisle is going to agree with that. And if they start shouting and yelling and interrupting the speech and he starts fighting back, that's going to fire up the Trump crowd, man. Yeah, exactly. So here's a question for you. Who's had a, uh, a freer hand or the, the dominant hand in crafting the speech? More Mick Mulvaney, the uh, statesman-like, he runs like half of the administration now. He's the acting uh, chief of staff. Or Stephen Miller, immigration firebrand. Because if it's Mulvaney-esque and statesmanlike, and the president decides he wants to win the middle of the country with the speech, well, I think the Democrats do the usual sit on their hands as the Republicans jump up and cheer. But if it's Stephen Miller-esque, if it's declaring a national emergency and building the wall and the rest of it, no, then it descends into chaos. If he says up there in front of everybody, I'm going to declare a national emergency, then people are going to boo or yell something, and then it's on. What if he says Nancy Pelosi's fine with people getting killed? Like he just said to CBS News. She's fine with human trafficking, aren't you, Nancy? And he turns to look at her. Then it's on! Again, bad for the country, good for the show. Really? He throws a bucket of water on her and she melts. (laughs) Oh, I get it. Good one, sir. (laughs) Today is the first day of jury jury deliberations in El Chapo's federal drug conspiracy trial going on in Brooklyn. Jurors have heard from more than 50 people in Joaquin Guzman's three-month-long trial about a multi-million-dollar bribe allegedly paid to Mexico's former president, El Chapo. Running, see, people think that's kind of cool, right? In a Butch and Sundance sort of way. A lot of this stuff, the tunnels, the bribes, you think you, you admire that a little bit, but some of the sure. stuff that came out on Friday, no, not so much. El Chapo, as you were saying, running naked through tunnels to escape capture and his propensity for ordering hits on people who got in his way. And the prosecutors pointing out that El Chapo would often treat girls as young as 13 as sex toys by drugging them and then having his way with them. They claim that El Chapo and his uh, guys would go through pictures of children, choose the ones they want. They'd be drugged and brought to them. That's uh, so they're child rapists. They're child rapists. Nobody can uh, nobody can be all right with that. Obviously, I, I'm a little confused as to when that word was put out. Was Apparently, that? it came out uh, just on the last well, day right? after we talked yep. to Emily on Friday. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. so that was in court that the prosecutors mm-hmm. disclosed that. I have. I'm, I'm a little surprised the judge would permit that, even in a closing argument, if that was not admitted into evidence during the trial. Well, they um, said it was unsealed documentation. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't that's quite what I understand heard. what that means. Yeah, that's what I'm a little confused about. I'm surprised that's kosher, you know, because the judge had everybody under something, some sort of gag order. It's you know, it's a minor point. The point is that he and his people were, were gangs of child rapists. But I was just curious how that came out. 
New England's going to be celebrating the Patriots' sixth Super Bowl with a parade through Boston on Tuesday. I don't care. Who cares? Yay. Nobody cares. The Pats beating the Rams 13-3, to winning their Super Bowl, something Coach Belichick said many people thought could not be done. What? Everybody counted us out from no, they, no, the they did. season. No, they didn't. Season. No. Everybody oh. did. But we're still here. No. Everybody assumed you would win. <laughs> no, including you two right there. Talking like about microphones. The top five teams in the league the entire uh, season. Eh, Gladys. Yeah, Gladys. Hey, Patriots 13, Maroon 5, Rams 3. <laughs> Final score. The largest margin of victory of any of the Patriots yeah. wins in the Super Bowl. Yep. Every single one was decided in the fourth quarter, was it? Yeah. Or, or by yeah. eight points or yeah. less. Yep. Every single one till yesterday. Gladys Knight managing to stir up controversy with her performance of the national anthem at the Super Bowl. People bet on whether her rendition was over or under one minute and 50 seconds long. But it took a while to determine just how long it was because she belted out the last word brave several times. You know, if I'm a betting man. Hang on. From a but we man. you faded it out after the first one. No, no that was the third break. Yeah. That was the third one. Yeah. That was the third break. I had to hear the first two. She goes uh, I missed on and it. On. So, but your argument would be if you're looking at the lyrics of the national anthem when she gets to land of the free and home of the brave, it's songs over. She can keep singing it's brave all argument. she wants. She's she's done singing when she's done singing. Right. Your case is I lost the bet and I wish I'd won. That's who, it. Who wanted Gladys Knight to sing the national she anthem? She sung it beautifully. I it, it was, was awesome. a lovely arrangement. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was fine, but just in terms of star power, how do you end up with Gladys Knight? Same way you end up with Maroon 5 how? in this halftime show. And she's <laughs> a legend of show business. Yeah, she was old when I was a kid. Um, And she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they announced that. I thought, what? Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee Gladys Knight. And the Pips. Hmm. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is stupid. It is stupid. The concept <laughs> is stupid. The execution is stupid. The experience I'm, is underwhelming. I love Cleveland, but I don't like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, it's fine. It's it's fine to drop into for a big chunk of an afternoon. It's amusing. I just I thought it would be some sort of religious experience for a music freak, and it's nah, it fine. I'd go again if I was in Cleveland, but uh, you consider this rock and roll. So he's leaving the light. Bang your head, man! Oh, this is great pop music. Oh, this is one of my favorite songs. I love this song. And it's, it's also a really interesting examination of the compromises we make in a relationship. Is it? It is. Um, <laughs> she'd rather live with him in his world than live without him in hers. Mm. Perhaps she's giving too much. Women's lib, etc. Couldn't afford the pips for the national anthem. Hashtag me too. Couldn't afford the pips for the national anthem. We can only afford Gladys Knight. I'm not sure all the pips are with us. (laughs) I'm sure a few pips. Oh yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Patriots fans, this is your sixth 
championship in the last 18 years. Truly an unprecedented accomplishment, really managed by exceptional players and coaches to whom all of us forever grateful. Look, 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 you're, you're looking at an expert right here. I happen to be an expert in the field of over-enunciating when you're drunk to try to cover up for the fact that you're drunk. I, I, I perfected that skill or mm. attempted to for many decades. What are you talking about? That is, Sil- signed Saturday Night Me. That's what the owner there of the New England Patriots is doing. Now, he's a very old fellow. Trying to over-enunciate because he knows he's lit. I became but a- there is one constant throughout this whole 18 years. Yeah. Two men who are My the best in what ever has been. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, when you realize you're slurring, as, as a guy who perhaps enjoys a cocktail on a regular basis, you think, oh, my God, I've let myself go that far. This is embarrassing. And, and so you just, Tom Brady <laughs> is perhaps the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the other hand, he is a very old fellow. The other popular meme was, who wore it better, Adam Levine or my chair? <laughs> His tank top apparently is a very popular pattern uh, pretty for sure, furniture. Pretty sure Adam Levine was uh, wearing a shirt cut from my curtains. So people putting a picture of their curtains or chairs or whatever, yes. posing them. Yeah, lots of those. Adam Levine appears to be wearing one of my dish towels. Adam Levine is wearing my new sofa. <laughs> so that's a popular pattern. There you go. Of course, then he took that off, and we just saw his rippled, rippled, tattooed skin. Exactly, with California tattooed across his six-pack abs. It's funny, another meme out right now. Big fat guys with their home state written on their big fat bellies. I saw one big old fat boy, Illinois, written on his belly. <laughs> and our favorite tweet, the, uh, the snark of Adam Levine, was Adam Levine looks like if Target designed a rock star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of that. As I said, though, I was so impressed by his... Uh, honed tattooed body i got uh, liposuction right after the game last night then went to an all-night tattoo parlor and got 31 tattoos all at once i had a team of tattoo artists working on me i had a leather strap in my mouth to stifle the screams <laughs> but yeah there are many many needles going away but i look great this morning it's really uh, hard to tell where one ends and the other begins <laughs> well, too. I'm, I mean. I'm wrapped in gauze <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of blood a lot of oozing there'll be more scabbing than you can believe for many weeks but it was worth it <laughs> So a couple of stories that uh, probably deserve mention, but little else. Um, there is a Canadian cryptocurrency exchange. Sean, you were heavily into the Bitcoin briefly. <laughs> I don't like to talk about that. This is Canadian crypto exchange Quadrica CX, which apparently had $190 million in client money in what they call cold storage, computer storage. They had a bit of the money in like a hot wallet to handle moment-to-moment exchanges and stuff like that. But most of their assets were in cold storage. And to keep it safe, Jack, to keep it safe, only their founder, 30-year-old Gerald Cotton, knew the password. Unfortunately, Mr. Cotton died unexpectedly in India. And they say they have no way to get to the $190 million. And they're applying for some sort of bankruptcy or something protection because they have no idea how to get the money. Hmm. So there are some things that even the the best can't get into? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking a uh, near $200 million cryptocurrency concern has pretty safe passwords. I bet it wasn't password one, two, three, or I love crypto or anything like that. So... We'll see, but man, that's a lot of money. 
And then this, this headline, it was actually uh, alert listener, listener Josh that sent this along to us. Um, and his point is that the headline really sensationalizes something and goes to one of our longtime points that the term sexual assault now means nothing. And I'll tell you what I mean. This is from Sacramento, California, a uh, local community college. Three boys cited after series of sexual assaults at Consumnes River College. Three people, series of sexual assaults. Here's what happened. Three boys, ages 11, 13, and 15, rode up to campus on bicycles, went up to a group of girls, slapped their behinds, and rode off. Police credited community members with helping them later catch the boys. Their names were not released because they're all youths. Um, is that a series of sexual assaults? You're not doing victims of serious sexual assaults any favor by calling that a sexual assault. No. Uh, uh, believe me, I certainly understand the appeal on a sexual level of the human tush. On the other hand, an 11-year-old slapping somebody's butt and running away giggling, I don't think that's a sexual assault. I think it's a misuse of the term. I think it's sensationalized. And again, those who have dealt with the horrors of that crime, I think that's not doing them any favors. So cut it out. Somebody said their favorite meme of the halftime show is Adam Levine's tattoos makes him look like a Chipotle bag. Uh, That's true. That's true. I haven't been to Chipotle lately enough, I guess. They kind of have a weird kind of graffiti yeah. thing about, hey, thanks yeah. for it's thanks for using this recycled bag and thinking about Mother Earth, and it's just all that same oh, part gotcha. of, sort of crazy person yeah. scrawlings uh, yeah, across it. his body. Yeah, I, I love it. the idea of fat guys with their home state tattooed across <laughs> their belly. <laughs> yeah, keep posting them, fellas. That's hilarious. Milwaukee, <laughs> loving it, <laughs> loving it. What are most of Levine's tattoos? I didn't take a good look. He appears to have quite a variety of things going there. A handful of words. It's a what is that? Is that a Teletubby? Uh, it looks like we got some sort of lion thing here, like a butterfly there. Yeah, the old what's lion that, and butterfly what, motif. What's that above the word California? Is that a dragon or a bird or something? Maybe some sort of bird. I'm the, there's what's that on his right boob? That's what looks like a Teletubby to me. Well, I'll tell you oh, what. That's an eagle. That's an eagle. Gotcha. That one. Bud Light commercial that all of a sudden a dragon from Game of Thrones came yeah, in. I awesome. guffawed. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I thought that was hilarious. They totally hooked me. <laughs> Final thoughts with A-N-G. Yeah! <laughs> That's awesome. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. It's Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Marshall. Well, my friends, you can snark all you want. I just checked it out. Maroon 5's Adam Levine's net worth now almost $100 million. He don't care what you think, and yes. I don't blame him. He's a giant TV star from that show, the yeah. singing show. Yeah. Michelangelo, final thought. Uh, yeah, this is my imitation of me watching the Super Bowl halftime with my parents. Who are these people? This is offensive. Did you eat all the dip? <laughs> Who are my, when music? You know, music was better than this. Who are these people? <laughs> what happened to the melody? Yep. Positive, Sean. Final thought. Yeah, was delighted to uh, to enjoy the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, uh, my favorite meme of of Mr. Adam Levine was his tattoos make him look like if the plot of Memento was he had to find his jewel vape pen. <laughs> I don't know if you if you guys saw that movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? 
We've talked so much about the Super Bowl. I'll go with uh, State of the Union address, which is tomorrow night. I do think there's an, a chance that this is going to be one of those landmark, wow, our culture has really changed, we're never going back events. I hope it's not. It'd be good for talk radio if it is on Wednesday morning. Well, we'll let you know. Yeah, indeed. Uh, my final thought was, uh, after uh, years ago, I was forced to admit that Lil' Kim is indeed very lul. I found Big Boy disappointingly not very big. You want him to be bigger? I thought I was expecting a much bigger boy. On the other hand, that fur coat he was rocking was so bad. And his Eldorado, very cool. Oh, yeah, I'm getting me a big old fur coat again. Sorry, animals, but that's a rocking look. How do you think I'd look in a big old fur? That'd be my thing. Somebody texted us that Nutria fur is big. Those giant rat-like creatures that if people want fur, they use that now. Bring it. Give me one of their long, hairless tails as my belt. (laughs) (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for the clicks we talked about. You can email us anytime if there's something we ought to be talking about or you want to send us your favorite meme mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. God bless. America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. The show's over. What? Bye-bye. My wife says inappropriate circumstance. Armstrong and Getty.